This is Celebrating Our Music, your premier podcast for all things Zambia music, brought to you by La Zambiana. 1,000 awesome Zambians. Welcome to Celebrating Our Music, my weekly podcast where I feature artists from Zambia, in Zambia, and from the diaspora. I would like to thank you for making the time, Kumbi. And um, yes, please tell us quickly, you know, with as much detail as you like, who is Makumbi? All right. I think the best way to kind of explain who I am, I'll probably start with the basics and build up to, I guess, what I'm doing. So my name is Makumbi. I'm from Lusaka, Zambia, but I'm currently based in the, in the U.S. in Atlanta, Georgia. I'm pursuing my Master's of Fine Arts in Advertising. And I kind of label myself as a creative solutionist because I do like 101 different creative things. Anything that seems to have a problem, I find, try to find creative solutions to that. So that's the best way I can, I guess, explain who I am and what I do. Excellent. Um, I love that you said that you are a creative solutionist. There's a problem and you try to find a creative solution to it. People who who do this or who are like this are my favorite, favorite kind of people. Yeah, and when that. I saw, you know, when I saw a few of, of your tweets, um, actually, I think the first tweet I came across was, um, you know, the tweet where you were fundraising or doing work with a Sikana network. I will ask you about that later on. But I thought, oh, this is this is interesting. This person seems interesting. So thank you for that. Thank you. Thank sure. you for sharing that with us. Um, I, I just looked at your video, Dominoes, and I'm very, very interested in knowing what inspired you to write Dominoes, sing Dominoes, what the process was, you know, for making the end product that we are looking at and watching as, you know, as music fans. So what was, what was involved? What, how did, how did it go? It was a very interesting process, honestly, because this was prior to me going to Zambia for uh, seven months. So okay. I did I did this song. I even remember vividly. This was like a Sunday afternoon. And I think I had like a writer's block. So I was going through like different beats because I've, I've been working with this uh, producer from Canada. Yeah. So I was going through like a couple of the beats. Then I stumbled upon the Domino's beat. And literally, like, immediately, I just went to record. I barely even started writing anything. I just, like, said, I guess, free-flowing ideas onto the, the beat. So I just recorded, like, one track of that. And mm -hmm. I guess my idea at the time was to, because with music, music is, like, my space where I'm able to, I guess, be a bit more vulnerable and, you know, showcase a bit of, like, my, I guess, experiences. Because I always, like, to, you know, be very authentic with how I make music. I like to talk about, you know, the ups and downs of life so so that way other people can relate. So in regards with Domino's, I was trying to talk about just like, I guess, the more literal effect or like should I say the domino effect of, you know, certain situations not planning out the way you'd have planned maybe with a, with a certain person. And in the, in the whole COVID, I even speak about the whole idea of that when the person comes into the city, they do all these crazy things, crazy parties and all these things, but it doesn't really connect with my own ideals and I guess what I'm preparing for the future. So 
I think I was just trying to communicate that aspect of, you know, my personal life and how, you know, I tackle certain situations. Okay. Uh, thanks. Thanks for that. I love, you know, I love the, the end product, the animation you've spoke, you've spoken about, you know, uh, mm -hmm. the producer, the, the one who makes the beats that you like. Um, I, I'm very curious why an animation version of the video and um, you know, how did you decide on, on which direction the animation would go? Were you involved in making that? Um, I love it. I love it. I love the visuals. Yeah. yeah that's... Appreciate that. So concerning the thing, so just to even give a, a quick shout out to Paco Lee, he's the producer in Canada. Yeah. And with, with, the, with the video, animation or cartoons have just been my, you know, my go-to thing. Like I've always felt like I've, you know, sometimes with my art, I feel like it's an animated, like kind of like space for me. And I grew up mm -hmm. watching all these cartoons on Cartoon Network and all these different shows. So I've always connected more with like more, I think animation or even anime, which are yeah. like the Japanese um, cartoons. So in regards with Domino's, so I've been working with this uh, one animator from uh, Nigeria. He's a very amazing animator. He's, he's got some upcoming projects with Cartoon Network. He's got a TV show coming up. So I've been, work yeah, I've been working with him for like, I think a year now he did like one of my other videos uh, for Nice to Know. So this, yeah. time around, this time around, I wanted him to do a bit, something a bit different to what the animation style was for the previous video. So with Domino's, I think, I feel animation, you've got so much creative freedom in the way you can yeah. express ideas. Because with live yeah. action music videos, you'd have to like go on set, scout for locations, all these different like logistics, which I'm, I think sometimes I'm unable to like do uh, proficiently because I, I do so many other things. So I feel animation is easier because like I can literally just communicate the idea to the animator. I can also help with the storyboarding aspect and tell them, oh, these are some of the themes I'm trying to communicate within that space of, you know, my, my world. So he can understand and find ways to efficiently communicate that in the delivery. Yeah. I, I love it because I mean, I've seen a few others. It's also, I think, also from like Nigeria. It might be Joe Boy, I think. He had this really cool animation video. I might be all mixed up about the artist, but I love the fact that you're a, you're a Zambian artist. You had a project. You've been working with this guy from Nigeria. It's it's really, really good. Um, mm -hmm. I love... I love the ability to, to watch something and see someone who looks like me in it or someone I can identify with. So, so thank you for this. And I, and I think you, you covered sure. something I thought was maybe, um, it, you know, underlining, you know, when, when you do animation, it's probably easier, probably more, well, not easier so much. You have to find the right person to do, to bring your vision yeah. together. Um, and thank you, thank you for that, for that little detail. Um, talking about, you know, you are a creative solutionist, yeah? I've yeah. been um, social media stalking you on your Twitter. Like I said, one of the first few tweets I saw was you talking about um, fundraising or working with a, a project in Lusaka, a Sikana, a Sikana network, yeah? I, 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 even most mispronouncing their name. But how did that come about? Um, 
why them? Why this project? Why, you know, you're studying, you should be focusing on your studies, you're trying to put out music, but why this, this added element of, um, I guess, philanthropy, I guess we can call it? That's why I think I think you're right. So in regards to that question, like it's such uh, you know, like I always feel very like, you know, empowered even like sharing the, the story. So literally, as I mentioned um uh previously in the conversation about going to Zambia. So I initially was supposed to go to have gone to Zambia for two weeks just to renew my visa. But because yeah. of the whole pandemic situation, that turned out to be like seven months just being at home. So I was doing yeah. online classes and I was also trying to find other ways to be creative because I, I, I was thinking to myself, as much as I'm in Zambia doing classes, so I had that, I guess, perspective of, because I've been in the U.S. for a while. And mm-hmm. when, you, when you move from like, you know, I guess a more developed country to, you know, when you're coming back home, you get to now analyze like, I guess, more of like the loopholes and you see all these like gaps and finding ways, okay, you know, I'm creative, how can I problem solve? How can I be the creative solutionist in, in my own community? So mm-hmm. literally I had done a song called Thank You For Being There, which was prior to even me knowing that I'll go to Zambia for that long. Cause I, I've always wanted to do a project, uh, you know, with community. And at the time before I knew I was going to Zambia, I just told myself, you know, if I ever get a chance to go home, you know, I would want to do something with this song. Cause I recorded that song just, I think maybe two, three weeks before I left. Okay. And it was, it was almost like a silver lining, me going back home. So I was home and I was just thinking of different ways to, you know, meet communities. And, you know, I was trying to find the perfect community. So I was struggling with that for a while. Then I reached out to some of these, uh, I guess, organizations that my mom kind of referred me to. Then I ended up connecting with one. Then I tried yeah. to reach out to, I guess, more of these corporate uh, uh, companies or uh, brands. And I guess they were a bit, uh, you know, skeptic about the whole situation because I'm just coming up with an idea, but they can't see the physical or mechanics of it. So mm-hmm. I ended up doing it on my own. I, okay. I, I spent the, the next months just strategizing, doing the music video with them, then doing the whole GoFundMe uh, campaign, getting the money. And literally yeah. just trying to be transparent in every step I was doing just to show people that, you know, I'm not just going to hold the money to myself and buy whatever I want, but more yeah. of just showing that, you know, that aspect of like, I'm, I'm honoring like my, my word. Yeah. Yeah. That's, yeah. Wow. So it was really fun doing that, you know, just also connecting with people who are less privileged and, because I think I also wanted to take a different approach to it because as a, as a man, I wanted to also like showcase the aspect of empowering women. Yeah. And I feel that's a group of people that is not very looked up to in society, especially, you know, in the African space. So I just wanted to like showcase that, that we can empower women with not only just buying computers, but also incentivizing by, you know, giving them skills like digital literacy, which is very important and big in this time and age. Yeah. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Uh, I I love I love that you 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 finished off with that as as a man, we can do more. Um, we can empower our our sisters, our mothers, our co- female cousins, the women in society. 
Um, and I love that you decided, you know, you worked with an already established organization and for transparency. And it's curious how the corporate world, you know, I'm, I, I mean, I know they're probably getting a million and one, um, you know, letters or support to this project, this idea. And I just love that you, you know, despite the brush off, we're not, we're not going to say brush off, we're going to say the, the reluctance, you know, you still found a way to get that money, the GoFundMe. I'm, I'm really, really, um, well, proud, you know, as a Zambian. And that's why, you know, your story is, is, is important for me to have on, on my platform because we can imagine, yeah. we can guess, we can check your social media, but it's good to hear from you, you know, the motivations, the why, the how. So thank you so much for that. I'm very curious i mean i've seen this appear on your so on your twitter a few times b e a m z what what does that what does that mean what does that stand for beams, beams. Yeah, I, really, yeah. I was so afraid to to try to pronounce it because i was like i'm just i'm going to beams. say it so i should ask yeah. first so beams yeah what's what's that so it's it's very interesting. I think this is the first interview I've had where someone has asked me about it. I've had my parents and I guess some people ask me about it. So it's been this like motif of mine that, you know, I've always like resonated with because with the whole idea of like beams, you think of the whole projection of light. Yes. You know, and I guess as a person who is very, I would say like spiritual as well as, you know, trying to shed a positive light through my art. I yeah. always want to, you know, share that life with people. So when I was trying to think of these different names, it just came so natural because I, I, I used to listen to a lot of like, um, me, uh, like my playlist right now is mainly like empowering or positively oriented like music that I personally listen to in my own spare time. Yeah, I obviously listen to the more hip stuff, but in my personal yeah. time, I like to energize my, I guess, energy. So yeah. Beams was just so natural that, you know, I want to share my life with people through my art, through the way I conversate with people and just different aspects. And I've seen that, like, people, a lot of people have, like, connected with it. Like, sometimes even in conversation, I might text someone or call someone. And if I don't mention that, it will, it will like, trigger them and say, like, yo, you haven't said, like, Beams today. Like, you got to say it. So it's, like, <laughs> second nature now. Like, people... People are like, you know, with the whole movement. So I'm glad that people have connected with it. And it's something that is actually authentic to what I do as a, as a person and as a creative. Oh, okay. So first of all, you know, I was, I was like, it's probably something really cool, really hip, you know, but hearing you explain it, it just, ah, oh, it's, it's so, so, so nice because I was like, first of all, I'm going to mispronounce it. Second, I don't want to assume I understand what it is. So thank you. Um, one, one other thing I, I want to ask you, you know, you, you're doing all of these things. You're studying, you're making music, you're working in music, you are doing philanthropy. How do you um, take care of, of, of yourself mentally? You, talk, you said you're a very spiritual person yourself, um, you know, physically, like, what measures do you put in place to, to take care of you, you know, um, of, of, so that you are able to do all these things that you are doing? Yeah, so it's very interesting to, to kind of like, I guess, explain that aspect of me. 
because I think a lot of people, I guess, when they see when I post or like, like uh, be active on social media, there's this perception of thinking I'm working 24 seven, 365. Mm. But I like to value a lot of my personal time to recuperate, to re-strategize, you know, just different aspects of myself. Even like besides work, I, I just like to have time for myself and, you know, think about maybe the things I'm grateful for or like, you know, just being in touch more with my mental state and I guess sometimes even emotion state to understand yeah. like like uh, the amount of effort I'm putting into as well as just relaxing and watching like maybe Netflix or whatever uh, medium is relaxing for me. So I like to also just cater time to just, you know, relaxing as well as also the gym. I'm very big on like wellness mm-hmm. in terms of like physical wellness. I like to go to the gym, but because of the whole COVID situation, it's been a bit tricky. I, I'm probably going to get back to the gym hopefully this week because I've settled back into the U.S. So okay. I'll probably get back to my routine. Okay. Okay. And um, you're you're pursuing um, a master's degree, yeah? But... Um, uh-huh. Yeah, a master's, a master of fine arts in, um, in advertising, which is like a terminal degree. So it's a two-year uh, program. Okay. So why, why that course? Why did you decide, I mean, maybe interest came from your undergrad. Maybe you could tell us, you know, why you chose to study what you're studying, why you chose to study in the U.S., um, a little bit about your academic life. All right. So another interesting story. So to give a bit of like, I guess, background to why I even came to the U.S. Yes. I never really actually planned initially to to come to the u.s but it was always a dream to come to the u.s but in high school i think this should have yeah this was like form five which is like 12th grade so i was doing uh art classes and design because those are usually my strong suits so my art teacher mr temple had noticed that with my projects a lot of them were like very digital graphic design based Mm-hmm. So uh, he had seen the potential in me even further amplifying that aspect of my art. So he had pro- approached me. This, this was like during the final exams for IGCSE, which are the Cambridge exams. Ah. So he told me, oh, Makumbi, there's this school I've been thinking about that would be so perfect for you. So you mentioned uh, SCAD, which stands for Savannah College of Art and Design. Mm-hmm. And to me at the time, I looked at this as like, oh, okay, it's just another like thing, you know. I didn't take it as seriously at the time, but uh, he made me apply in that uh, exact moment. So I applied, then I didn't pay mind to it. Then a few months later, I get this email saying, congratulations, you've been accepted. So I was like, so shocked. So I, I started working on the whole process without even telling my parents, because at the time, my parents were not very up to the whole thing of me pursuing the arts. Usually, you know, the stigma with the arts in Zambia or even in Africa. Yes, yes. So it was a very interesting thing. So I did the whole process. I also applied in the UK just to, you know, increase my my options. So I, when I reached the point of where it required payment, <laughs> then I approached my mom. I'm like, hey, mom, I'm, I got accepted to school for uni. <laughs> then she was like so puzzled, like, oh, how? Like, you didn't tell me. So I had explained to her about the arts. We had this like whole argument about it. My dad was also, my dad was a bit more open-minded. 
minor to like he didn't want me to go to the US. He wanted me to go, I guess, more closer like SA. Yeah. But I was so fixated on this dream of going to the US because of the opportunities and because I grew watching all these art um, TV shows, the cartoons, and all these things. So I was immersed in that world of like you know trying to be there and find opportunities that can further uh, amplify me. So my mom later uh, had this conversation with her brother, my uncle. Mm-hmm. And there was this whole resolve of now allowing me to go in there. So I, my first degree was in branded entertainment. So I initially was graphic design. Ah. But because of an internship, because I had worked with uh, a music uh, marketing agency. Oh, wow. And we used to do a lot of these things for, like, some of these artists that are now established, like the baby, Lil Baby. What? And and some of these other prominent artists. So that internship made me realize the whole digital marketing space and advertising offered that space. So literally like two weeks into that internship, I met my advisor, changed my major to branding entertainment. Oh, wow. And I had a, concentra- had a concentration in TV production and a minor in graphic design. So I still wanted to hold on to the graphic design aspect just, you know, to have that visual, you know, presence or like uh, aesthetic. Yeah. Then I, I finished my degree. Then I was in this like almost like limbo state of like trying to figure out what, what was the next move. And this was like now me trying to figure out like what are my best alternatives? Should I start working? Should I immediately do something else? Then I, I was thinking to myself, like in my own honest self, I was thinking like I think continuing education might be something that will be, I think, enjoyable for me. And, you know, like fulfilling because I still have that energy to continue with school. And I ended up doing uh, advertising. I'm I'm literally almost done. I finished in November. Okay. So the the reason to why I guess I went into the arts and did all this journey was more centered around the creative environment or even industry in Zambia. Because growing up, I remember I used to watch... Like, my mom and I used to watch a lot of, like, ZNBC, like, news, and all these different, like, I guess, um, shows or programs. And I was always frustrated from a young age of, like, the quality. I was just thinking to myself, <laughs> like, like, how can I change all these things? Yeah. So I said, no, okay, let me go and study how to do these things and find a way to come and help my people. So I even stopped complaining about it. I just said, okay, I'll become the creative solutionist to all these problems. Excellent. So yeah. I said, I've, I've, been, I've literally been built for the last, I think, 10 years, I've had this fixation on, you know, an art school, animation studio, all these things that are in, like, local local for Zambians where we can start producing our own local content. Yeah. So that's very big on me. And my dissertation for my master's is utilizing, like, the catalytic power of music to help bring forth, um, like, or addressing, like, uh, community needs through sustainable impact. So, like, utilizing music as the awareness aspect mm-hmm. and as the educational tool to bring forth, like, sustainable impact. So, like, the fundraiser was almost like a tentative uh, phase or, like, testing to see how I can try to nudge those ideas within those uh, spaces because the community in Zambia, like the, the local community, or should I say the more vulnerable communities, the largest percentage of, in the populations, like about 60% of people that are from the local communities who don't have 
the even like these uh i guess opportunities to mm-hmm. learn or even go to school yeah so that's what i'm trying to like touch the grassroots and slowly build there because usually we, we facilitate um opportunities to the middle and higher class so yeah it's a bit unfair for like the lower community in my opinion yeah wow um you know you just cruised by i mean talking about your your internship and uh, the agency that you work for and the big names you know that you you did projects um for that we didn't know and then eventually we knew because you know we don't think about this you know an artist doesn't just yeah. blow up on social media there's uh mechanisms behind this team so um i i i see that you bumped into big sean um he's right on your you know he's it's your pinned yeah. tweet um and you know it's all because of you know uh, I, i want to know how, how did that happen what other big celebrities have you met and i hope your parents in hindsight you know because you said there was a little bit of pushback with you wanting to go to the us mm-hmm. if you hadn't gone if you hadn't secretly applied for this degree you know you wouldn't have met these people so tell me wh- wh- what big celebrities you met you know um and what mm-hmm. that was like for you so i guess we get back to the the conversation about the agency where it's kind of brushed off yeah so that internship because i remember that this should have been summer 2017 which the summer in the us is usually around june to around like late august yeah so, so i because i remember my mom kept on uh, pushing me or even like i was using my own initiative to you know get some experience into like the industry there yeah and i've always been fixated about music from a young age and i didn't want to do the conventional route of ad agency because i feel like sometimes that tends to be a, a bit of a bore for me i need something that's like more kinetic something that's like vibrant and you know something i can you know can keep on doing for a while so i'd gone to my advisor asking for opportunities and he i showed him my portfolio and he saw that there's a lot of music stuff yeah. related into my work so he told me like uh let me speak with my business partner because he at the time was doing all like the music activation stuff for different artists and the NBA so he, he spoke to his uh, partner who was running like a music um marketing agency uh-huh so i ended up going there like literally like like this was like should have been the conversation was on a thursday i got the job on site work on monday wow so i got there and the environment was a bit you know unfamiliar to me because i had never worked in anything to do with the music yeah so i was given the whole rundown about the, the process and all these things so then i ended up doing like a lot of like marketing or even digital uh, marketing for people like ganam and who he used to come to like the office this was like before uh he is blow up and everything yeah so he come to the office to consult with with my boss at the time I, I, at the time and you know I was very unfamiliar with that space so I started to learn and we started meeting different clients like the baby and all these other different people and sometimes we even travel to different like states so one time we went to north carolina to i think talk to the baby's um 
same people. Wow. So I traveled there. Then I think I, I started getting more interested into the music space. Mm-hmm. So my boss had connected me to to do like a filter, a, a Snapchat filter for one one artist. I don't know if you're familiar with uh, Jesse Reyes. Jesse Reyes. Um, no, yes. but I think I think I've seen. I will I will look I will look I will look up Jesse Reyes. Yeah. So she she's like um, at the time she was an upcoming artist. Right now she's like she's becoming like a phenomenal artist. So she she's done stuff with like. Eminem, uh, Calvin Harris, and a bunch of other great uh, musicians. Yeah. Then that that interest started growing into like tapping into different people. So again, another thing I kind of like left out was my, I think 2015, my first music experience because I had never been to a, a concert before. So one of my friends at, uh, in freshman year had pushed me to say, oh, bro, Kendrick is coming to Atlanta. Whoa, 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 whoa. And, I love, I love, and, I love, I love, I love Kendrick. I love Kendrick. And I've, I've been the, one of the biggest Kendrick fans. And especially at that time, I was very huge on, like, the whole Kendrick space. Like, literally every album, every mixtape, even the unreleased stuff, I had him on my computer. Yeah, he makes, So yeah. I was like, yo, that would be a perfect, like, first concert uh, experience for me. Wow. So I went to that show, it was cool, uh, you know, being at that show, and it was like everything I expected. Yeah. Then we we're, were ready to leave. I was like, oh, bro, we can head, head back. Then he was like, bro, we're not leaving. Then, because I was so unfamiliar with this whole process, he was like, no, we're going to meet this guy. I'm like, how? Like, I was a bit shocked about, like, how are we going to do this? Yeah. Then he literally said, oh, we're going to go by his tour bus and all these things. What? So we waited. Waited there, then I was like, bro, are you sure? Let's just go, bro. Like, I don't think this thing is going to work. And literally, as I was finishing saying that, this dude, you know, hoodie pops up, coming to the, the tour bus. And mind you, there was a barricade in front of us, so we couldn't, like, uh, I guess, continue walking towards us. Uh, yeah. This guy takes off his, his um, hoodie, and this, this was, like, Kendrick. Wow. So I was in all oh, just trying to process this whole situation, and I was trying to think, what's the best thing I can say in the moment of meeting this guy? Yeah. And the first thing that came to mind was obviously almost like uh, being starstruck and saying, oh, you know, your music inspires me and everything. But in that moment, as I was, I guess, collecting all of my thoughts, I said, I also need to leave, ask something that's more relevant as well. Mm. So I'd asked him, like, you know, I was them, I'm a creative from Zambia, being uh, doing school in the U.S., and I'm trying to... Um, Trying to, I was trying to ask him about the whole aspect of what what do I need to do to, you know, get further. Yeah. And this guy literally said, you know, stick to your, your passion and, you know, persevere through the obstacles. And that whole thing stuck with me, like, was stuck with me, like, forever. Until now, I still, you know, use that as a way to push myself. And literally, I started getting more interested into the whole concert-going experience. Yeah. So I ended up uh, for the so for the Big Sean uh, situation, I ended up I think reaching out to his management about designing dual filters. Wow! And prior to this, I think I had done I think my first attempt was for Mac the late Mac Miller. Yeah. So I had done a, a filter, but I didn't go to the show yet. Um, so one of, some of my friends went to it and they were using it. Then 
Someone sent me a screenshot of him using it with Ariana Grande at the time they were dating. What? So I was like, I was like, yo, he used my filter. I was like, I was, I was crazy. And I think, I think that's when I wanted to go more to like concerts after that situation. Then oh, Big Sean was the the concert I went to where I did the filter, I reached out to the team, and then I think yeah, prior to the show starting, I had met him. Oh. And I told him, oh, I designed this, and we, t- we took a picture. The, the picture was, like, around the meet and greet area. Mm-hmm. So we took a picture, and that continued to inspire me to meet more people. So, like, Kalani, uh, Wale. Wow. Um, then I met Kendrick again for the second time. No, no, no. Now you're just showing off. Stop, 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 stop. I'm trying not to make it like more of like a showing off thing, but I'm just, I'm trying to use it as a way to inspire, I guess, more people who might be tuning in or listening to this conversation. No, I'm, I'm lying. Like, I'm lying. Let me, you speak. You said you met Kendrick yeah. for the first, for the second time. Uh huh. Second time. Then I think some some artists I've met off screen without taking a picture is like uh, Drake. Yeah. So I'd gone to New York with uh, with uh, my close friend Kofi Carter, who's a artist from Ghana, but he's sometimes based in Zambia because he grew up in and most of I think a majority of his time in Zambia. So he was very uh, prominent in Philly. So we had gone to New York and we met uh, Drake, and that was like another cool experience i could say yeah and meeting all these different people just you know gave me um i guess a better perspective on how to deliver myself as a creative and you can also see the world different because these are people i grew up listening to watching on channel all mtv trays yeah so i think for me that was like a nice experience to just understand that you know it's not hard for a Zambian or someone from Africa to be in the spaces of those people. Yeah. Because it just get, it gets to show that the possibility of these opportunities. And when I post these, some of these people on my social platforms, and I don't intend to make it as a showing off uh, thing, but more of like, if I can do it, you can do it too. You know, don't limit yourself. Because sometimes... I think we get caught up with the mindset of like, oh, you can't do this or you can't do that based on your environment. But if you're able to find situations or opportunities that can, I guess, propel you further, then, you know, it's not far from you. You know, you just have to really believe in yourself, have that passion and persevere because there are obviously going to be a lot of obstacles. And for me, getting to where I am right now, I had to go through so many different situations Yeah. to actually, you know, get into those uh, spaces. Mm-hmm. I'm first of all, I'm really, really grateful that you you broke it down, you talked about, you know, the last bit, you know, the last few seconds now that you've closed off, you've said, as a Zambian, you you must know, you can believe that you can you can also be in these spaces, but you know, it's not a smooth journey. You know, now we're celebrating yeah. and I'm, you know, I'm in awe. I'm really excited. I'm very happy for you that you met Kendrick because I'm a huge, huge fan. And everyone else that you mentioned, yes, you know, uh, but it's important mm-hmm. that the last bit really sticks with me because it's, it, can, it shows Zambians or young Zambians or people coming up in the industry or who have aspirations. You too can be yeah. in the spaces with these people. So that's also another reason why I do these interviews. So people who will listen will say, you know, okay, so he pursued, 
his career, how he did, where he did, you know, and there's, there's a chance for me. If I want to do it, if I have the resources made available to me, I can do it too. So, so thank you for that. I don't take it as you showing off. I mean, I was making fun of, fun of you there, but, you know. No, but I'm saying like some people listening might say, ah, this guy is just saying all these things. So it's just like, just a way to also just kind of like show that, you know, like, because I, I didn't have the best, um, I guess, backgrounds growing up. Yeah. You know, I didn't have, I wasn't like one of these people who had parents in the government being able to take trips like every other week. So it was more of like, you know, me uh, identifying like opportunities. Because I think even from a young age, I, I did limit myself in the way I thought of perceived stuff. I always, you know, thought outside that box of like, thinking and all that stuff because another experience i i think i kind of missed out was on was the i don't know if you're familiar with jack harlow lou uzi no but i will look them up yeah so i had interned with atlantic records uh in 2018 i know atlantic yeah, records yeah, so I had worked with um, Don Cannon, DJ Drama, so I was interning, I was doing more of like the, I guess, the graphics for them. Yeah. And I, I was given, I, I was blessed to have the opportunity to actually see some of these artists like Jack Harlow, like, grow into the superstar he's, he is right now. Because mm-hmm. at the time when, when I think when I was working there, when he, he was just a new signee to the, the label, uh, Generation Now, which is affiliated with uh, Atlantic Records. Yeah. So I was, at first I even thought she was an intern because he used to wear glasses and he didn't seem like the artist at the time. But over time, I've, you know, appreciated, like, even like we've had a few conversations and helping him with some of the graphics. But, uh, you know, kind of seeing that as well, like seeing artists, like, being nurtured and growing to, like, the phenomenal artists are, is something that I, I'm, I really want to see for local Zambian artists. Yeah. Because I feel like we are very talented people. Like even the African continent is full of creative, talented people, but we just need the right environments as well as, you know, the resources to, you know, amplifying what we do as uh, people. So that, that's always my dream to find ways to amplify like our creative industry and, and innovation industry as well. Because I would like to also see like, besides the music aspect, I would like to see like, scientists people developing like you know even cars or just like all these cool things that you know are seen mostly in the first world mm-hmm. countries but it'd be nice to, to hear like a mr piri you know may, maybe making the next maybe electric uh, car or whatever crazy invention people can come up with because i know we have the capability we just need the right resources and you know uh, the right kind of push to get things going that's like one of my biggest things to, you know, contribute towards like the growth and development of Zambia. I love, I love that you, you said that because, you know, there's so much potential. There's so many amazing stories out of Zambia, first of all, you know, I'm super biased because I'm Zambian. And then the rest of the continent, your story, for example, the other people that I've just, I've interviewed on, on my podcast. So I'm so happy that you say that. And, you know, one of the things I want to find out from you is 
what can we do? You know, you said putting in resources, um, you've mentioned briefly, but what other things can we do to inspire and make it happen for the next generation of creatives, of, of designers, of researchers, of innovators from, from Zambia, from the African continent? So I think my trip to Zambia, my seventh month uh, stay in Zambia recently, I think really sparked a lot of like, I guess, different ways of looking at how to properly deliver uh, sustainable uh, and impactful projects. Yeah. So I, I realized like sometimes when we do these, some of these like projects in Zambia, like some of these development projects, like for example, I would even like maybe mention the roads. That might cater mostly towards the, the middle class, upper class, who drive cars, but maybe to the lower class, maybe who catch a bus. But the way I kind of see it is we need to approach it from a micro to macro uh, way, yeah. as well as recognizing more of the grassroots people, the people who are in the 60% bracket, which are the, the lower income um, people. Mm -hmm. So this project that I did in Zambia, where I was catering towards the uh, uh, girls and young women from the local communities is, yes. I think, a, a great start for what I'm trying to do and slowly grow that. So with the project, I haven't, I haven't even like finished. I, I'm going to add more things to it because I'm trying to look at things like financial literacy as well as online protection. Because now that the um, people who have gone through the whole process of digital literacy, yeah. Now you have to think of these other aspects like online protection is important because you know there's a lot of like cyberbullying, yes, pornography, all these crazy negative things. So it's like, how do you safeguard our youth or like our girls and young women? Mm -hmm. Then, as well as financial literacy, because I feel like that's another gap we have in our community because people sometimes don't know the actual value of money and how to transact and all these things. So sometimes I feel like it's important to catch onto that yeah. uh, space as well as everything is digitized now you've got the mobile money yes you've got the cryptocurrencies now people can trade so you have to look at these different um opportunity spaces as well as also leadership and mentorship mm -hmm. because i'm trying to equip them with this fully um infused package of all these different things you have the digital literacy you have the financial you have the online protection leadership so your mentality and view or perspective on the world becomes different because now you, instead of seeing the problems of your environment you're seeing more of like the problem solution thing so it's like instead of seeing like oh i live in in this shanty compound we don't have uh electricity someone might end up thinking oh we can create a business that can uh do maybe solar power yeah so i'm trying to empower the youth to you know open their eyes a bit more and see so instead of seeing the negative, you're seeing the positive that could be made through the, the negative. Okay. So that's what I'm trying to do. So slowly, like micro to macro, so slowly build it up. Like my one of my dream ideas is to have like an art school. Yeah. In Zambia, even like an animation studio oh. where you can empower the youth. And because I mentioned previously, like, I'm trying to have people like produce local content. Yes. And you can even imagine, you can imagine like seeing and a representation of the Zambian um, culture and social aspects of it. And you can even have it like dabbed in Yanja, so that way it can cater to people who speak those different uh, languages. Yes. 
because I feel like that's something that's important, you know, representation and communication barriers that are, uh, are, are solved. I think that's something big I'm trying to work towards. I love it. I love it. You know, I was even going to, to ask you, you know, I mean, thank you for laying it down, you know, so we know even the corporates who are not keen before, hopefully they, you know, send them the link for this podcast and tell them, you know, it's a long-term plan. I have things and ideas I want to do. Don't you want to come on board? Um, Thanks. Thanks so much. I love, I love, love, love this interview. I think, you know, there's probably like room for another part two, but I will not be greedy and selfish and, and hold you longer than I should. Um, are there any projects musically or, you know, philanthropic wise? Is there anything that you would like to plug that you want people to, you know, to know about or to have awareness of, you know, how can they find you on social media? Tell us your, all your handles, ETC. I will include links in the video on YouTube, I will include mm-hmm. links in the, in the description box so people can find you. But tell us, is there anything you want to plug? So that's an interesting thing. Because usually I'm, when I'm working on projects, that as you, I guess, in the process, I, I'm not very keen on like sharing, I guess, the details until I'm like yeah. at the point where I'm like, you know, completion. Of, so that way, it doesn't become of this thing of like in case of any factor that delay it. So usually, I just I I just work on it until I'm at the point. But I'm I can I guess give a more like general uh, aspect of it. I'm trying to like work more on animation stuff. Okay. I'm trying to release more music. That's like my biggest thing because I'm like from the pandemic to now probably recorded over twenty songs. So I'm trying to find ways to release that work, to, please. Yeah, I'm trying to work on a project that's because I've been working on this project since 2019. Okay. And it's that it's like it's a very short project, but I've taken more time on it because it I think it really portrays like my artistry at the I think the level I'm trying to get at as a start. Mm-hmm. So I've really worked on it. I've spent some I, I like literally listen to it every day trying to find ways to, so for the last two years, that's what I've just been doing, trying to, you know, find what I should add to it and, you know, make it more like my personal, like, baby kind of thing. So that's what I'm, you know, working towards. Hopefully I can release it soon. I can say so definitely this year soon. But I can't really spill the beans on exactly. No problem, no problem. But we're... We're excited to, 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 to hear your work. I mean, going off what you have with, with the Domino's um, video and um, just your passion and your drive. I'm really, really excited to see where you go as an artist, where you go with your you know, ideas for helping um, the local communities in Lusaka, in Zambia, in rural Zambia. So, um, yeah. person, I want to thank you again for making the time to let me ask you these questions to get to know you a little bit. Um, I really, really appreciate mm-hmm. it. And, um, yeah, just all the best. If, if you do any more projects, if you go back to Lusaka, um, and you want to do something, you know, and you would start to do something, let me interview you, uh, because I'm really, really excited to see where you go okay 
because I'm very, I think I'm, tr- I'm trying to get more into going back home more frequently because of these yes. projects. Because I think this project I did just sparked so many different, you know, ideas. And because now that I understand the, the whole system of doing yeah. it, I think I can even spend less time. Because literally I spent seven months working on this project. It took me three months to do the planning, research, and all that stuff. But I think I'll spend less time. I probably can even do it in maybe a space of two to three months yeah. rather than seven. So I think it'll be easier when I do it for the second time because I know the mechanics of it and all that stuff. Then I was supposed to mention my... Yes, story. please, so, please, uh, please. That, that's, that's Kumbi Leva, which is K-U-M-B-I-L-E-B-A on, on Instagram and Twitter. Okay. Then I use my other Instagram, which is Jack Mon for my music, which is J-A-K-M-O-H-N. So people usually ask me why I have it's like that. Music is more of like an alter ego persona <laughs> type, type of yeah. thing. So I don't, I, don't, I don't like to make it one thing because I initially wanted it to be just Kumbi level, like as, you know, music and everything. But I feel like Jack Mon exists on its own, as its own entity. You know, I was... Um... I was I was looking at this and I was and I was and I was thinking I was like yeah you know he you know different um, places for different projects etc so um, it's good that you you clarified that for us um, and yeah um, like I said I will have your your socials in the in the different description in the description box for the YouTube video and again big thank you I appreciate the time and um, your honesty. So thanks a lot, Makumbi. Yeah. Okay. Thank you so much for uh, hosting me on this platform. It really means a lot to also just get my, my stories heard as well as inspire many other Zambians who are considering to venture into, I guess, maybe the same kind of industry I'm, I'm tapping into. I think that would be just nice for people to hear and feel like they're not alone, but the other people who are, I guess, pushing toward that common. Yes, thing. absolutely. Thanks and please take care. Okay. Uh, you too. Thank you. Bye so bye. Much. One thousand awesome Zambians by La Zambiana. Tell your story. Own your story.